0: once again with the dirt sheet provider lee walker right here on perched on the top
1: rope welcome everyone to perched on that top rope that's right i am the dsp lee walker and that was my host former wwe writer rob hockman and joining us today she filled in while rob was away we have former wwe employee marie shadows Marie and rob how are you guys doing
0: today
2: i'm good man glad to be here
0: Ready to rock and roll back in the saddle and ready to tear up extreme rules. All right. Well, we
1: have a writer with myself and the former WWE employees. We're going to break down the extreme rules, predictions, and the card. We will start with the matches are not in order. I will start off with
0: that. Let it start off. Liv Morgan and Carmella Rob start us off. I don't think there's any way that, uh, Carmella wins this one as much as I love her. They've built Liv up too big to to tear her down right now. Um, you know, she's got to win this one and I'm going to stick with Liv Morgan on this.
2: Marie? I'm going with Liv as well. Liv is definitely a fan favorite. Carmella is good too, but Liv needs it the most.
1: I'm going with live because when you're a heel like Kamala, you can afford to lose. It doesn't really matter. So we are all in agreement.
0: That's num- match number one. I'm going to predict tag- we're in agreement with a lot of these.
1: Yeah, yeah, we're going to be. Um, match number two, the tag team uh, SmackDown tag team championship. We have the Usos, Jimmy and Jay, taking on the Street Profits, Angelo Dawkins montez ford and by the way montez had a phenomenal match friday night against roman reigns really showing off that uh he could break out as a singles competitor sometime in the near future but first do the street profits become the next wwe smackdown tag team champions go ahead marie
2: no um, i'm staying with the usos for this one
0: okay rob how about you Short and sweet. This one's got to open the show. It's going to have a lot of high flying energy to it. A lot of false finishes, but in the end, it's definitely the Usos. They've built this Uso head of the table family uh, too big for it not to be the Usos.
1: Yeah, I I have to go with the Usos as well. I think that the bloodline is just too hot right now and they can't be touched. And I, I, I think they're proving that on SmackDown right now. Let's break it down. Match number three. We're two for two. Match number three. We have the raw women's champion, Charlotte. Do we dare say the name flair
0: taking on Alexa
1: bliss? Rob, I'll let you go first.
0: I think, you know, if the guys are smart in the back, they're going to have somehow Alexa bliss come in with a helicopter. It would make perfect sense. Perfect entrance the alexa's got to win this one i you know we've talked three three matches so far on an extreme rules pay-per-view and we don't have any extreme rules matches but in this one i think we're going to get a little bit of voodoo and foul play from alexa bliss and i'd like to see alexa bliss win this world title um not only that but from a practical standpoint of view you know a while back we we Reported that there is a certain female talent that's got their contract expiring at the end of Survivor Series um, and headed to wherever their fiance may be. Um, I'd have to say the strong inclination on that is going to lean towards Andrade and Charlotte Flair. And therefore, on your way out, as the as the man at the top likes to say, he calls it doing the honors. I call it. We just crap on you. (laughs) Oh, man. oh god back in my back in my day when you were on your way out the door we got xbox to take a dump in a paper bag and we left it in your locker and you knew you were going to lose the next eight months
1: oh man all right
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> well marie i don't know how you follow that who do you think um
2: i mean i'm going with alexa bliss only because i do like chaos and um you know, we've seen Charlotte do the same act a million times. There's no new added layer to what Charlotte can really bring, um, but I really do want some new fresh storylines, some new fresh eyes on Alexa Bliss to get the title. And I would have liked if this would have been a cinematic match to really like bring together all of Alexa Bliss with the voodoo stuff, the supernatural stuff and like make it have like make it be the breather within the pay-per-view.
1: I agree. I think that would be really cool to see. I would also like to possibly see a return of another superstar to play in with that voodoo since we're bringing up voodoo. And that would be Papa Shango.
0: But well, at I least too... he's still on good terms with WWE. <laughs> he didn't he did, he did recently <laughs> sign a contract with AEW, like the and other up, voodoo guy. And appearing
1: <laughs> next week in Rochester, New York, the home of Brody Lee. Anyway, I digress on that one. Uh, I'm going to go with Alexa Bliss as well. For everything Rob said in the earlier episode on Perched on the Top Rope, we had talked about Charlotte Flair's contract, the fact that it was going to be up soon, the fact that uh, they released her fiance, her father, Rick, uh, left the company. Uh, They don't feel maybe they're doing her justice and – they could really set up a nice family tie-in over an AEW, the three of them. That is if the plane ride from hell doesn't affect Rick any
0: more than what it already has. Uh, here's, here's the other thing, too, when it comes to Charlotte. If you look at the women's division, and this is not a knock on the women's division as a whole, SmackDown Raw, take it all, add it together. Charlotte is in a class all to herself. It's very hard when you have someone so good that nobody else realistically can compare to her. And that will include Becky. That will include Sasha. That will include Bianca. That will include Alexa. And that includes all all of them. She Charlotte is in a class all to herself where she should actually be wrestling some of the men. Um, That's how good she is. And I think when you get to that level, we almost have to let her go. Because by letting her go, these other women are now going to, you're going to see a lot of them rise to the top. When someone is that good, like for example, back in the eighties, when Hogan was that over, you couldn't get anybody else to that level. He was just going to ride that way. He was always going to be up here and everybody else was going to be just slightly, even if slightly, always underneath him. He was always going to ride that wave. Same thing with Stone Cold and the Rock. They were up here. Everyone else was going to be down here. And until we lost both of them, you didn't have guys like John Cena and people like that. Randy Orton, Batista rising to the top.
1: Yeah, I, I have to agree with you. And uh, the other, only other thing I have to look at it from from that perspective is the women's roster in itself already isn't anywhere near what the men's roster is the real thing is at what point does she have anything left to prove in wwe and she's already faced everybody she's Mm -hmm. faced everybody on that roster that that, that that can that that are incomparable to her level there's there's nothing left for her there and if it was AEW, there's obviously plenty of of competition and and they need someone like a Charlotte flair on their women's roster. So I'm going, I, I, we're, we're three for three and something tells me we're probably going to be four for four, but this next match also does not have an extreme rules (laughs) stipulation to it. (laughs) The United States championship uh, was just recently made into a triple threat match. As now we know, it is not Damian Priest versus Sheamus in a one-on-one. We have Jeff Hardy added in to the United States Championship. I'll I'll go first with this one. I'm going with Damian Priest. I think Jeff Hardy is put in just because they are going to continue the feud. And we're going to see Jeff Hardy be the one to take the pinfall. But I think Damian Priest is the one that, that wins the match. He's he, they're trying to build him up. They want you, you can see he, he's just right there at, at the next level for his career already. Um, Rob, how about you?
0: I'm gonna steal Marie's idea. We're still in Hispanic Heritage Month. To take that away from Damien at this point would be, uh, just poorly written um and unless my friend and 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 uh best buddy over there freddie prince is writing this i don't think we take it off of damian uh, uh Damien priest because for that exact reason it's it's uh, hispanic, hispanic heritage month excuse me <laughs> as i stutter through my words next month when it's irish appreciation month they may give it back to seamus but for right now it's staying with damian priest
1: I won't lie. Based off our Twitter interactions with Freddie Prince Jr., I don't know if he's that good of friends with you.
0: He likes me. <laughs> Just he, he, he won't. He won't sign the. I'm Steph. Likes me more of eight by ten, but still, we know it's true. He's only there because he's cute.
2: <laughs> and with that, I'm picking Damian Priest. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right.
1: Well, we are four for four. With four matches not having an Extreme Rules stipulation, and we're about to go five for five on the no Extreme Rules stipulation. The SmackDown Women's Championship Becky Lynch champion takes on Bianca Belair. Marie, I'll let you start it off.
2: As much as I want Bianca Belair to get the title back, we know that's not true. So, unfortunately, I'm going to have to go with Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch has, I guess in WWE's mind, has been hottest, like the hottest uh, when she came back. Uh, the fans don't seem to agree as much, but they're going to keep it on Becky.
0: Yeah, sure, I got to agree. I got to agree 110%. Becky's got that Conor McGregor uh, formula down pat. She's, if if uh, they want her to be a heel, uh, they're on the right track um and i say on the right track there's a couple other things they could do to 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 really heal her up um and it's all in perception uh and the look and feel of becky lynch and not necessarily what comes out of her mouth because i don't think anybody listens um but i love the fur coat i love the glasses lose the alien ears and the hair uh, you know, the the whole thing, whatever that was last week, whoever uh, the hairstylist was and whoever designed that, and whoever idea that was should be shot and taken out back and never come back to WWE. But other than that, uh, yeah, Becky Lynch has this Conor McGregor thing going. She is the baddest woman on the planet right now in WWE, and they got to stick with that and roll with that. And it's that's just the way it is, Bianca.
1: Well, we are five for five because I too am going with Becky Lynch. It doesn't make sense to me that you have Becky Lynch come back and defeat Bianca Belair in, what was it, 36, 26 seconds, whatever it was, one of those two. You don't have her lose that fast. The problem is here is now knowing that she was pinned that fast, how do you make – her on the same level as Becky you don't do it in one match
0: well you don't do it in one match but if you want to steal if you want to copy uh the the kids homework sitting next to you uh maybe you have them go 20 30 minutes a lot of false finishes maybe even a 30 minute draw uh you know, to, to, to steal off of an old Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson rather, uh, and Kenny Omega match from Wednesday, maybe you do that. And if, and if Bianca can hold her own and they go toe to toe and, and, you know, move for move, uh, that is realistically the only way you could justify coming back with another match. If, uh, Becky goes out there and and beats her, whether it's in eight minutes or 12 minutes, whatever the case may be, the fans are really going to start to lose their interest in Bianca. I'll be honest with you. I hate the little skipping and jumping and twirling of your hair and smiling at everything and everything just makes you want to cry. And, oh, we were in Knoxville and this is where I grew up. Nobody gives a crap. Go in the damn match and beat the girl. This whole smiling and you know, life is peachy, you know. No, it's not, and that's 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 the problem with with their booking. Tell the girl, stop the smiling, stop the giddy up, go in there and start kicking ass. Otherwise, get to the back of the line with people like Carmella and Liv Morgan.
1: Okay, well, Rob, how do you feel about this? Becky Lynch did an interview recently. I think I think it was an interview anyway. Uh, she had made comments that fans remember the storylines more than they remember the high spots of the Canadian stroyer and things like that. Yeah. When it comes to wrestling, everything you just said, how does that make you feel?
0: Well, I don't necessarily even the storylines. I, I, yes. And no. Um, when you watch, uh, you know, pick a, pick a, a, a significant thing. One thing that jumps out of my head is Macho Man and, and Ricky Steamboat. People talk about that match is one of the greatest matches of all time. WrestleMania three. Um, and it was a great match. Some people like Chris Jericho and Christian and Edge probably could do that in their sleep and tell you move for move and move and move and move, move. I can't. I can tell you that Ricky Steamboat did it with a, with a little roll-up package there um, and mm-hmm. got the Intercontinental title. However, what I could tell you is the build-up to that was Macho Man on a Saturday morning program, had Ricky Steamboat draped over the guardrail, and he did the double axe handle off the top rope and crushed his larynx. And and the whole thing was, was Ricky Steamboat going to come back and be able to fight? And he did the whole, I'll be back, and did the whole thing. That That's what I remember. So, yeah, I kind of remember storylines. I don't necessarily remember the matches. Um, I could tell you who wins and who loses, but I don't necessarily remember Unless something crazy happened, for example, Helen in the Cell, Mick Foley, Undertaker, and, and Mick gets tossed off the. I'm sorry, we don't, not, as according to Mick, you're not supposed to use tossed off. People in the UK downloading this, he got thrown off the cage. <laughs> Do not use tossed off. Um, it means
1: something totally different.
0: Yep. Yep. Absolutely. So, but when he got thrown off the, the top of the hell in a cell, you know, those are memories that you remember. Uh, I was in Madison square garden when Mike Tyson came out uh, uh, with, with stone cold. I was there when, when in the Meadowlands when Eric Bischoff became uh, the new general manager. I was there in Madison Square Garden when Triple H came back from from the double the the double knee surgeries uh, to enter the Royal Rumble. I remember those pops. I remember those reactions. Those are the kind of things that I would like to think that Becky was talking about. Similar to a couple, what, three Wednesdays ago uh, when CM Punk came back for the first time in seven years. I will always remember that Friday night, that crowd reaction, his reaction the tears welling up in his eyes, the fans crying, the, the emotion from everybody. Those are the memories that you remember. CM Punk Darby Allen. Eh, I I mean, great. His first match back, uh, but that rampage night will forever be ingrained in me.
1: Oh, 100%. 100%. You know, um, I'm a CM Punk guy, so.
0: And that's the thing, but that's the thing with the with with you know the storylines and 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 the, and the feuds versus the actual match. Um, uh, Stone Cold and The Rock had had a, a great feud, so great that they headlined three WrestleManias. I can't tell you every single match they had, and I can't tell you uh, you know every single thing they did, but I can tell you when Stone called through the intercontinental title off the, off the bridge and there were guys in the Harbor in their boats, wondering what was going to happen. And when that thing got tossed in the, in the river, it was almost similar. It was similar to like when a, when a baseball player hits a home run in San Francisco and you see everybody in the little rowboats trying to get the ball floating <laughs> in the water, that, that 10 pound intercontinental title belt sunk faster than your plywood uh, on your floor Lee. But The the people were still trying to fish for that intercontinental title. Those are the things, the beeper, the, the, um, uh, the, the beer truck, the, uh, the milk truck with Kurt angle. There were so many different things that you can remember from storylines that you remember more than you do the actual matches. And, and sadly, I'll be honest with you. That's why nowadays I don't mind watching wrestling on DVR like Monday nights and, and, and things like that, because there's a fast forward button and back, back in my day, as old as I am, we had, we didn't have that luxury of, of a DVR and a fast forward button, which I wish we had.
1: Yeah. I mean, I've, I've had to suffer through some bad things in wrestling, especially during uh, this pandemic even, which, Made that fast button button actually get worn out. <laughs> just, just saying. True. Match number six. This is the final match. And it is the only match with the Extreme Rules stipulation. And, Rob, we're going to talk about that in a second. First, I want to get through this match. The champion Roman Reigns with Paul Heyman takes on the demon Finn Balor. And I don't want to spoil anything, but they've already teased Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar for Saudi Arabia Crown Jewel. And locally in Pennsylvania, they teased Roman Reigns with the Universal Championship October 1st, taking on Drew McIntyre. I know spoiler-free is the way to be, but uh, I think I just gave you not one, not two, but three spoilers, ladies and gentlemen. You are welcome. Uh, I'm going Roman Reigns. The man is too hot. You know his brother, the Usos, with, with the the SmackDown Tag Team Champions. Him being the Universal Champion. The man's going to Mania with the belt. You can't. You cannot tell me otherwise. And with that, I'm going with Roman Reigns. Rob, I'll let you take it away.
0: Well, here's the thing, and I feel bad for Finn Balor, but. Like you said, and, and, and taking it from a booking standpoint of view, the goal is going to be, and Maria and I were talking about this earlier, the goal is going to be Roman Reigns versus the Rock at WrestleMania inside of Dallas, 120,000 people breaking records everywhere, shattering pay-per-view buys, you name it, you're going to have it. He's got to be the champion. That's got to be the layout. Now, work backwards. We've gonna ha- we're going to have four then December, November, and October. So we're going to have seven pay-per-views, or eight pay-per-views, sorry, uh, seven pay-per-views, four and then three. Uh, six pay-per-views prior to WrestleMania, where he's going to have to potentially be on the card. You're going to have to find guys that unfortunately – May look good on paper, but are not going to have a chance in hell to beat him. Um, I think, while it's not even a a spoiler, he's fighting Brock Lesnar in Saudi Arabia, number one for the payday. That thing's going to have a little bit of maybe intrigue and story to it, where somehow Paul has to screw up. Somehow, you know, Paul has to screw up, but it's going to set up Brock versus Roman at Survivor Series. In my opinion, that's where they gotta go. He's gotta either, and if it doesn't go Brock at Survivor Series, that it goes big E, not title for title, but you know, champion versus champion, so to speak. He's gonna beat whoever it is at Survivor Series. If you want to go big E, fine, he beats Big E. Or he beats Brock Lesnar at Survivor Series. He does the same exact thing that he did for you know, however long we've been doing it, you know, uh, uh, acknowledge me, acknowledge me, acknowledge me. And we've got five minutes before we go off the air. So, you know, we ain't going off the air. If you smell what the rock is cooking hits. And and now he thinks he's got his family. He thinks he's got his fellow Samoan. They go to embrace and the rock lifts them up, takes them down. And we've got a problem setting up for the future and it gives you if we do it at survivor series you'll have december january february march you'll have four months for rock to film whatever the heck he needs to get out of the way and here we go april buckle up aew is not going to compete in april of 2022 when 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 we do rock roman reigns now they better damn well make sure the undercard is stacked. Rhonda, pop yeah. the baby out. Let's go.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Wow. I hate to be on that phone call when you got to call the uh, Browsy Acres Ranch there and say, "Hey, you want to you want to get this thing going already? Pop it out. Let's go.
2: <laughs> chop chop." <laughs> Duty oh.
0: calls. Duty calls. Oh my oh, god. Man.
1: Marie, who do, you, who do you have?
2: So I am throwing all logic out the, out the window, all spoilers, spoilers out the window, and I'm answering this as a fan, even though I know I'm probably going to be wrong uh, come Sunday at Extreme Rules. So the fan in me wants Finn Balor because I will never acknowledge Roman Reigns as a, as a tribal chief. Fuck that. I'm not <laughs> doing that shit. <laughs> he is not my, he's not my chief, man. Like, there's way other better Samoans and Tongans out there that, like, are better than Roman Reigns. Who
0: better than Roman?
2: What happened? Who
0: better than Roman?
2: Uh, Case in point, Tamatanga.
0: Ay, ay, ay.
2: Anyway. This is um, why she's a former employee. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly, 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 man. Um... It was, That's that
1: exactly I'm employee. <laughs> it was that she bullet club shirt. It was that
0: bullet club shirt. She told me that off air on a side note. She told me that off air, and I was like, "And you wonder why there was a problem? There were like three people who actually <laughs> wore bullet club shirts. Not all three of them are, and, and now four with Marie. All all four of them are no longer employed in WWE. So, <laughs> <laughs> note to self: oh. when going to Stanford, don't wear. Bullet Club shirts. Got it. Got it. No Bullet Club well, shirts.
2: Well, 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 after we're done with this, I have, I have another interesting story there. But going with Finn Balor. Okay. No, I'm wrong.
1: <laughs> right. ruined,
0: you know, we were going to go six for six and she had to ruin it.
1: Yeah, we almost had a 100%. <laughs> Everybody agreeing. Don't acknowledge Roman. It's never <laughs> happened. We were. This might never have ever happen again, and we were this close.
0: You know what, pal? This is your last podcast. Get out of
2: here. You're fired.
0: <laughs> okay, um, Alex would have agreed with us, wherever yeah. he may be, <laughs> whatever he may be doing right now. Alex would have agreed
1: with us. He would have. He would have agreed. But uh, since I have two former WWE employees with me, let's give a little talk about AEW real quick, shall we? <laughs> Earlier this week, AEW announced something huge that no fan of any wrestling would have ever thought would happen. As we Sam found Punk out already signed. Okay, well th- there's another one. Oh. Got <laughs> it. Okay. AEW is partnering with the Owen Hart Foundation. There will be a Owen Hart Cup. There will be all sorts of merchandise. It has been, figure, been an action figure. Say, it, it has been confirmed there will be an action figure. It'll be the first officially licensed action figure of Owen Hart since 1998. And he is also going to be in the upcoming AEW video game. This will be the first time he's in a licensed video game since Legends of Wrestling in 2003, 2004. And that series ended on the PlayStation 2 and the Xbox One. Um, I, for one, am obviously an Owen Hart fan. I'm wearing his, one of his Dark Side of the Ring Uh, pro wrestling t-shirts so rob you worked in wwe you you...
0: i loved owen owen and davey would fly into the to to when we would be on a meadowlands run and when i wasn't working with road dog and 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 billy owen Davy and myself went to a place in Hoboken, New Jersey, where they signed autographs. I, and I, I, I keep asking Eric Sims for the name of it because I can't remember the damn name of this place. But all the boys always loved going there. The guy had like a memorabilia shop, baseball cards, that sort of thing. All the boys always would go there. Uh, but Owen, Davey, and myself would always go there um, and have the time of our life. We had the best pizza. I mean, we just just messed around and had so much fun. I'm so happy that Owen and uh, I'm so happy rather that Martha um, and Oge and Athena are, are uh, agreed to, to be a part of this with AEW. This is so special. I, I I'm excited about the action figure and I don't really get excited about action figures. I'm totally stoked about, about that. I'm totally stoked about the Owen cup. Uh, Tony calls it the Owen um, <laughs> which I, which is a little odd, but he calls it the Owen. Um, you know, I, I, I can't wait to see all the different things that, that come of this. Um, you know, this is a perfect opportunity to bring bread involved and get just really embrace this whole thing. Um, you know, and, and, and surely, you know uh, and the last thing i'll say is after all that surely uh, natty and tamina are bound to lose the uh, tag team titles moving forward hey, well, uh,
1: i i i can i yeah i can see that happening too marie what do you think of the relationship now
2: um i really do like the fact that AEW is doing these uh, partnerships and things you never really thought of as like a wrestling fan I really do think that, you know, WWE dropped the ball with Owen and what happened and with everything else that surrounds the company and stuff like that. Like, you know, I'm happy that Owen actually gets to be recognized for all of his contributions and he's not like underneath the foot of WWE. So, like, WWE is up here while Owen is still down here. And it's been like that for years, you know, regardless if Martha has been fighting WWE to not let him in the Hall of Fame and stuff like that. All of that, like, you know, all that burden that she has can finally, like, at least release a sigh. Um, And AEW will be willing to, like, help her out here and there and whatnot with everything that she has to do because of the, you know, the foundation. So it's a really good partnership. And, um, you know, I don't mind seeing the Owen Cup. It should be called the Owen Cup, not the Owen. But, um, you know, it'd be nice. Um, and then everyone is saying that, um, Brian Pillman should be the one to win the Owen Cup when they finally do have it.
0: Yeah. And the I only... think that, I'm sorry, go ahead, Lee.
1: Oh, the only thing that that has me upset about the whole thing is we've seen fans become like politics, it's almost your strict WWE and strict yep. AEW. And now we're seeing some WWE fans pulling the well WWE should be the one doing this. I thought she said Owen would never be involved with wrestling, or there would never be a mention of Owen with wrestling. Um, other things I have seen where where fans being like, I hope Vince sues AEW over over Owen's likeness and this and that. How are they going to produce an action figure of Owen when he never wrestled in any? when everywhere he wrestled, they're going to have to get ring gear off of somewhere and someone's going to sue and this and that. And I'm, I'm thinking to myself, this is the only way we were going to get this from a realistic standpoint. Would you want to do business with the man who is honestly responsible for your husband's death? And to me, that answer is no, it would never happen in WWE And I think AEW is the best one that can do the best justice out of all the wrestling companies today.
0: And if you if you go back, if you go back and and watch it, which I did when they announced the the uh, when AEW announced all the Owen Hart stuff, I went back and I watched the Vice TV uh, uh, documentary on Owen Hart. And clearly, Martha said Owen would never be involved and she would never have Owen's name involved in anything WWE Related, she had she didn't say anything about professional wrestling, she didn't like the WWE. Mm-hmm. There's a big difference because there's far many other companies out there. And 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 here was the other thing I was going to say, uh, you know, b- before I interrupted Julie was the fact that the proceeds from all of the merchandise, all of the figures, all of the t shirts, all of the any any kind of, of of merchandise that gets produced as a result of, of AEW and Owen Hart working together, all of the proceeds of that goes towards the Owen Hart Foundation. Uh, AEW is not getting a dime off of this, so um, they're getting they're getting the recognition. Obviously, they'll get the views, they'll get the you know the 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 hits on the on the, on on TV and things like that. But all the proceeds are going to the Owen Hart Foundation. You couldn't ask for a better uh, a, a better uh, a agreement, a better come together than, than this. And, and, and it wouldn't have happened any other way. The same thing with CM Punk. It wouldn't have happened any other way. Tony Khan is just, uh, he's an anomaly. He's a wonderful anomaly, um, you know, and, and I, I'm growing to like him more and more uh, every day. Um, and, and I just think he's, he's really got a knack for this. Um, and and on a on a side side note, if he put half the knack into his football team that he does into his wrestling, we would have a Super Bowl champion in Jacksonville, Florida. But that's a whole nother story. Keep doing what you're doing in professional wrestling, Tony. You're at least one out of two. Fifty percent ain't bad.
1: Rob, I mean, you do have your own Super Bowl ring. I mean, hold just on, saying. I got one
0: better for you. Tony, hang on, I'm gonna, I'm moving over here. Hold on, hold on. I got something that Pat Hanlon sent me the other day. Thank you, Mr. Hanlon of the New York Giants vice president. Look at this thing. Look at this thing. Wow. Look how big this thing is. In 2011, we beat the undefeated New England Patriots and Pat Hanlon, who sent me to WWE, He's solely responsible for sending me to WWE when Vince McMahon called the New York Giants looking for me. He told me, when we win, I guarantee you're going to get one of these. This arrived the other day, a little late, but it is, it is the real lock, stocking and deal. Um, and it sits now with my Super Bowl ring over in my trophy case over there. So if anybody has any doubts, this is the real deal right here. So yes, I, I figured I had to share that. And uh, Tony, for 50 bucks, come to one of my conventions, October 23rd, Showcase of Legends, Albany, New York. I'll let you touch it, kiss it, take a picture with it for 25 bucks. (laughs) Uh, November 13th and 14th, big event. November 13th in in, uh, Long Island. uh, November 14th in Albany. Tony, I'll bring the trophy. You could even get that guy from Clemson who I don't like, Trevor Lawrence. I'll let him touch it, feel it. Kiss it because this is the real deal, baby. And but, Tony, you got something I don't. Oh my god, you've got a great knack for this wrestling business. If you ever need help, you got my number. Hit me up, Tony.
1: And I'll throw in this if he does show up on October 23rd, since we have Ultimate Dragon in a very rare appearance in Albany, New York, for with Showcase Sonny of Legends 5 with Sonny Ono. Tony, we will ask why you didn't have Sonny Ono on TV when John Moxley took on Yuji Nagata.
0: Or we could also talk about how uh, uh, when AEW was first starting, they actually called Sonny and wanted Ultimo Dragon on the show to uh, only drop to Penta and, and Hexagon uh, multiple times. So
1: we'll ask both.
0: So we can ask them both. Well, and and cool. I'll still, and no matter what, I'll still let them touch the trophy, baby. I'll still let you touch the trophy. You could still do it. I mean, you'll never see one of these in 50 years, but I'll still let you touch the trophy.
1: <laughs> oh man. All right. Now that we got our AW kick out of the way, that was a little, that was fun.
0: Hats off. Hats off though. In all fairness, let's get serious for a second. Uh, Daniel uh, Brian, Danielson Kenny Omega tore the house down hats off to Brian and and Kenny for backing up feeling the crowd embracing that whole thing Daniel uh, hats off to Kenny Omega for for no selling it Um, and hats off to Daniel Bryan for just just embracing it Um, again another one of those special moments that that you you may not remember who won or lost but you'll remember that night and the way that crowd reacted and, and kudos to the New York crowd.
1: Yeah. That, that was a W dynamite. Grand slam was a, I'm just going to say it. That was a free pay-per-view for us to watch on yeah, television. Two times. That was amazing. Every match was fantastic. You, you can't beat, you couldn't beat it. Uh, and it showed in the ratings. They had, they had phenomenal Phenomenal ratings this week too. So,
0: hats off to Brett Baker once again. Oh, great! Give me a call. I'm better than Adam. <laughs> I got a trophy. Adam doesn't.
1: <laughs> anyway, he he loves that that Super Bowl trophy. <laughs> um, two former WWE employees. Y- y'all have never met. This is your first outing with each other let's hear some stories i'm sure you guys have all sorts of stories marie we we shared a story about with you working um in for the network and we blew up on the dirt sheets with the chris benoit story we we talked about you last week when it was you myself and alex with the bullet club you shared a story about natalia Nightheart, marie the floor is the both of yours. If you want to go back and forth with stories, I, I ask each other a couple of questions, but Marie, let's go with the, let's go with, you started the segment off with story time. <laughs> let's have story time.
2: Yeah. So, um, so you remember that joke of Rob saying that like, it was a shirt and if I wore bullet club stuff, that's why I got let go.
1: <laughs> yeah. So,
2: um, so I think that's a little Unfair because this story um, is about all in. Because uh, I got to be a fly in the wall for like extra info. So I don't know if you guys read the Young Bucks book. Have you guys read it?
1: I have the children's book.
2: No, the, the, the autobiography one. We yeah. Apparently, no. apparently
0: they were smart enough to put sentences together, ghostwriter. I don't know. <laughs> Like that. <laughs> all
2: right so i'm gonna take that as a no so there is a there is a chapter in there that matt writes about all in and like the thoughts he had going in and being contacted by triple h and all of that um and then the next chapter is about like you know why triple h decided to uh give them more money to get them to wwe and that's because um i remember coming back from lunch early uh, and I got to sit in the room just to wait until everyone else comes back before we start working again. And again, we have boss number one, we have the supervisors, and they're talking about, you know, All In and what Triple H wants. Uh, Triple H actually wanted them to log All In to watch it. And also, they were talking about Wrestle Kingdom. I keep forgetting the number Wrestle Kingdom that... Um, that was happening that year in 2018 but it was basically the one that headlined uh kenny omega versus uh tanahashi at the end of it so i'm there sitting and i'm like am i supposed to be here like is this for me to hear like i don't know man i don't know the protocol and you know uh, my coworker was like oh you know just just stay here you know it's fine so i'm listening in on all this stuff where they were like yeah triple h wants us to like watch All In and to log it, and then also to watch Wrestle Kingdom. And then like, you know, they had like other conflicting like timeframes and stuff like that. So, so, you know, if anyone ever wondered why in the Young Bucks book, they were a little bit surprised when Triple H called them again and they were like, hey, we're going to up the money. It's because like Triple H watches everything. Uh, Triple H has his eye on like everything across pro wrestling. So like, you know, that was sort of cool to be in that as like a fly on the wall to hear like the behind the scenes stuff of like what happens, you know, in like the other building and like what Triple H does and stuff like that.
1: Oh, wow. Interesting.
0: Well, we were we were a part of that. Not not that because I was I was not there at that time. But back in the day, you know, WCW, WWE. You know, everyone. You always watched the competition. the The difference was when we were doing it, it kind of was fifty fifty. You know, it was it was WCW here, WWE there, WCW here, WWE there. Now, I can't imagine what it would be like being over there when at each and every week you turn on AEW TV, and you're just getting destroyed with. The quality of matches, the the talent that they have over there, the crowd reaction—you don't see outside of maybe, maybe—and this is the first time in 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 uh, forever of watching AEW, you don't see the crowd hijacking a a show, an AEW show, the way you you see it happening in WWE. Mm-hmm. You don't see CM Punk chance. Well, they they have CM Punk, but. You know, in WWE, you had the CM Punk chance, you had the Bray Wyatt chance, you had all these different things. You don't see that in, in, uh, in AEW. The only thing that, that I did notice this week was Cody Rhodes getting the booze. Um, you did feel the booze coming out of there. And, and mm-hmm. you also, if you pay very close attention to AEW, you could see how they tried to mute that and blend out the booze um, from, from friends of mine who were inside uh, the Arthur Ashe Stadium. It was very, very deep and very, very heavy. And you knew he wasn't light, so it was very hard for you to, to synthesize the booze. Um, so, but that was the first time I've ever seen the fans not just go along to get along in AEW. Um, but in WWE, that's, you know, we always had to watch the pay-per-views uh, you know, all that stuff and, and everybody watched and everybody just in case anybody had an idea or, or what you could do and back then we, you know, WWE is, is not firing any shots at AEW, AEW is firing occasional shots towards WWE, but back, back then, you know, you watch the shows to see if you could kind of use whatever they were doing against them. Um, you know, twist something, use something. So it's good to hear that things obviously have never changed. You always want to know what the competition is doing, but uh, on, at the same point, you know, uh, they, they're, they're WWE for the first time in, in, in a long time is fighting a tremendous uphill battle. And Tony is just firing on all cylinders. Um, next week, uh, or the week after? What are we? Two weeks from Rochester, October third. Um, it's,
1: it's next week.
0: It is. Oh, yeah, okay. it's so, it's next. Rochester's
1: oh. my backyard.
0: So is it? What is that, The Friday? I'm losing my dates. Here. I know where.
1: No, nah, it's uh, th- it's next Wednesday. It's the ne- it's
0: dynamite this week yeah. coming up. Really? Okay. Yeah, they're in Rochester. How? Wait a minute. No, 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 no. Today's the twenty fifth. Seven days from here, 30 days as the time. it's going to be five days. You're not going to, they're not going to be, it's not going to be this one.
1: No, I'm almost positive it's this one.
0: October 3rd is, October 3rd is a Sunday. So therefore there's a, there's a problem, Houston. Hmm. Is it? No, oh, maybe I'm wrong. October 3rd is a Sunday. I was going to say, I mean, he could show up on Rampage. He could show up on, on Dynamite. Wherever he shows up, as long as he doesn't get physical, um, he could do basically whatever the heck he wants. Um, he could sit in the crowd for all anybody cares, and the place will explode. Um, you know, he could do a vignette, whatever the case may be. But that's, yeah, so it- that's the kind of thing I'm talking about is, is – It's sort of like fighting Mike Tyson. You know, back when Mike Tyson was great, he would just charge at you in the first 30 seconds. Wham, wham, wham. And it was over. And Tony's punches, Tony's Tyson punches are CM Punk, Daniel Bryan, Ruby Soho. And now he's going to go with the huge uppercut and land uh, 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 Bray Wyatt. And you could be looking at lights out sooner rather than later.
1: Yeah. It's going to be, if it happens, like I said, Rochester's in my backyard and it's going to be huge. It was, it was, you know, where Brody Lee was originally from and, you know, he, you know, where he started with upstate pro wrestling. So a lot of, a lot of his indie fan, you know, a lot of his indie wrestling buddies that he wrestled with are going to be there. I, I would expect that. Um, you know, local excite owner two CW owner and my, you know, independent wrestling companies are going to be there, all that type stuff. The crowd will go nuts. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: It'll just, it'll just be a huge, it'll, it'll be like when CM Punk, I don't know what kind of theme music or anything they would use for him, but I think if they do that, it would be too big to have him sit in the audience with whatever they have him do. Um,
0: well, I'm just saying he can't. He can't get physical. The way the 90 day yeah. works is he can't. He can't touch well, anybody. He can't. He can't go anywhere near nothing. Well, um, they did
1: say that he can opt out of that. If he opts out, then he's 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 he'd be good to go.
0: Well, then Tony, then then just like in sports, Tony will pay the the remainder balance on that 90 day. Because that's and if that's all we're talking about, Tony will pay the 90 day on anybody.
1: Because all the all the stuff that I'm reading from from dirt sheets and stuff is that he has an opt-out clause of the 90 days where he can opt out where WWE just doesn't pay him anymore and he can go do his thing. And they're thinking that if that is true, then he's going to invoke that uh, at the AEW show in Rochester, New York, which is where Brody was from, which obviously we're not going to get what I thought would be a dream at pay-per-view happening Halloween weekend where he appears so you go with the next best thing have him show up where his best friend Brody Lee is from
0: you also have to think are we going to copy the the Wyatt gimmick or are we going to call him something different and make him unique and 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 special um you know he can have those characteristics but do something, do something slightly different, a little bit special, um, and and you know uh, go about it a little bit differently because you want to be on your P's and Q's, uh, not to get sued, uh, AKA back in the WCW Monday Night Wars, using different characteristics, different traits. Um, the only thing I think Vince has got going for him right now is maybe a legal team that would sue for characteristics, likeness, trademarks, that sort of thing. Um, other than that, I am glad right now I'm not on that side of the fence. I don't know how to, I, I don't know how, honestly, we would overcome the the, the punches, the blows that we are, and, and, and we are just at the tip of the iceberg, baby, because let me tell you, um, as we were talking about, Lee, November 13th and 14th, Uh, the, the inspiration, AKA FKA, the Iconics, uh, are, are going to be joining us. Um, they're even going to be on perched on the top rope, but more importantly, uh, Cassie, uh, formerly Peyton Royce is married to, uh, Sean Spears. And, you know, uh, let's just say the women's division in AEW is going to be enhanced very shortly in 2022. Not in 2021, in 2022. But again, that's yeah. and that, like I, I said, we're just tipping the iceberg.
1: Yeah, 100%. Uh, Rob, you worked in WWE. And we should make an announcement what we're going to be doing from now on on Tuesdays, don't you think?
0: Go for it. I'm, I'm all in. Oh, wait. No, it's WWE. Damn it, damn it, damn it. See, this is why I would get fired in the in, in <laughs> different rooms. I would say things and, and it just flow out. Well,
1: since um, <laughs> we were uh, very happily to find out that we ranked Unchartable at 122 out of the top 250 uh, downloaded podcasts, which was really awesome. Thank you to the fans. Thank you for Mary. You were a big part in. You filled in. Rob, you've been here for a while. Very (laughs) appreciative. We've decided to add some new shows. One show a week doesn't allow us to cover everything we'd like to. So we have a new schedule coming out. Tuesdays will be a superstar spotlight where we will start off with the likes of those of Crime Time. We've chosen Crime Time to be our first episode And we will do career highlights. We will speak with Rob, who worked very closely with them, as he was a big part of their career uh, in their first run. Uh, Very excited to do that. And each and every week, we will pick a new superstar. Uh, We'll start off with a lot of WWE guys, because that's what this is for. Uh, And most of them will be ones that Rob worked close with then we hit thursdays thursdays as you know is always a nice throwback thursday we will have new interviews old interviews we will just be posting interviews on thursdays uh, we've done a lot of them there on our youtube youtube.com/perched on the top rope and then saturdays/sundays will be left with news and wrestling predictions of pay-per-view cards And just news in general and stuff that we have fun with any sort of announcements that we have as we've been plugging the Iconics, now known as the Inspiration, and we've been plugging our Ultimo Dragon signings that we have October 23rd in Albany, New York at Showcase of Legends 5 and November 13th and 14th at the big event and Showcase of Legends 6. So we are giving you the fans more content whether you love us or hate us, we're not going anywhere. We're giving I'll you more. You
0: I'll tell you what, I'll do one better, two better. Number one, if you go on eventbrite.com and you and you look up either the ultimo dragon signing with Sonny Ono or the Inspiration signing with uh, Billy Kay and Peyton Royce, um, and you drop in the code word perched. Drop in the code word perched for the VIP or the combo tickets. The combo tickets alone, VIP Perched. You're going to get 20% off with that code word off any of the tickets. You get Ultimo Dragon. You get the Iconics. Get them both. Do whatever you want. Just use code word Perched, P-E-R-C-H-E-D. And spell it my way in case I spelt it wrong. Do it the way I said it because that's the way I put it in the system. So P-E-R-C-H-E-D, you get 20% off your combo tickets. Combo tickets. Don't call me and say you got an individual ticket and it didn't work. Combo tickets. 20% off. Do it now. Do it fast. I know the Iconics are like three-quarters of the way sold out. So do it now. Do it fast. Get there, because it's going to be chaos. And the second little spoiler, if we can, you want to talk interviews, you want to talk great ones, you want to talk inside things. WCW had a guy named Galen. Galen, if you listen to uh, Conrad Thompson's my World podcast with Jeff Jarrett. He was on there as Standards and Practices. They mentioned him. Uh, and the storyline, the way the storyline goes is Jeff Jarrett under Vince Russo was supposed to hit Galen, the Standards and Practices guy, with the guitar shot. Uh, and Galen re- refused to do it. Um, I actually was with Galen this weekend in Clearwater Beach, Florida, at Hogan's Bar, at Hogan's Beach Shop. We talked for about two hours about. Uh, a million different stories. Like I said, um, he told me, and and the plane ride from hell had just come out on Vice TV, Uh, Evan Husney and Justin, guess what, or Jason, guess what? He said to me, If you thought the plane ride from hell was bad, you ain't seen or heard anything yet. Number two, uh, little spoiler alert, WCW, and this goes back to our Disney talks way, 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 way back when we started talking about how my company, Walt Disney World, is actually in the process of purchasing WWE. WCW was actually sold in 1999 to AOL. It just was not uh, announced because the AOL company had to actually sell a chop, the, the, trim the fat, if you will, uh, which happened to be WCW losing $18 million a year. They just let WCW continue on because when AOL finally took over, that's when the axe fell, and that was 2000, end of 2000, 2001. And Eric never had a chance... At purchasing WCW. And that comes from Galen directly, who reported directly to Harvey Schiller. So Galen reported directly to Harvey Schiller. Shil- Harvey Schiller was the one who negotiated the deal with AOL Time Warner. And we talked about a whole bunch of different things, one of which the funny thing was with that purchase, he mentions how it really wasn't as much as people want to get into that debate of Vince Russo or Eric Bischoff or David Arquette becoming the world champion or uh, Judy Bagwell on a pole match killed WCW. Guess what, fans? Spoiler alert. AOL purchased them in 99. They just didn't announce it for shareholding purposes. So, um, you know, Galen is going to be our first guest coming up. um, And then, you know, I I can't even do it justice. But the man with the voice, I know Neil has uh, Lee has been waiting for this.
1: The following announcement has been paid for perched on the top rope.
0: Neil Pruitt is going to join us. Legendary, uh, obviously, the voice for WCW's NWO.
1: The following announcement has been paid for. The new world order.
0: And and he actually, you know, has done a lot more than just the voice. Um, Contrary to what Sonny Ono likes to tell him. Um, Neil's going to join us. So that'll be a great podcast. Uh, As we mentioned before, the Iconics, Ultimo Dragon going to be on the podcast. Uh, the inspiration going to be on the podcast, so we've just got we're rocking and rolling. One twenty two is not good enough. My goal is to beat Dave Lagreca and bust it open, and then Connie, baby, we're coming for you. You got seven. I'm at least going to come in in the top seven. Trust me,
1: Marie. We just did a lot of plugging. Please let everybody know where they can find you from the squared circle podcast to your vlog, to everything you do on social media. Marie, the floor is yours.
2: All right. I am Marie Shadows. I am the host and the creator of the Square Circle podcast that covers AEW, New Japan Pro Wrestling, Impact Wrestling, and now MLW. And also October 2nd, I will be there live and in person to cover MLW, and I'm excited for that. So make sure to follow me on all social medias, which I'm going to roll out right now. To hear the audio podcast, head over to anchor.fm forward slash square circle podcast for all interviews. Yes, I'm finally going to be doing interviews. I've been saying it forever and I've been putting it on the back burner. Head over to youtube.com forward slash square circle podcast where you can see those interviews and also subscribe to the channel as well. If you want to follow me on social media like Twitter at Marie underscore shadows to know all updates. And to take it a step further, you can head over to patreon.com forward slash Marie Shadows because together we're making wrestling memories.
0: I got to get, would... I, I get her to do all those the, the, the November dates, the October dates. I mean, she just <laughs> rattles that off left and right.
1: She does a very good job with that. And ladies and gentlemen, it is our time. You can find us on Twitter, Perch Top Rope, Instagram, Perch Top Rope, Facebook perched on the top rope youtube.com slash perched on the top rope you can find us anywhere podcasts are available from red circle google anchor amazon apple red circle again because i thought i said it but i'm not sure so i'm saying it again so i'm getting it twice Everything is perched on the top rope. We're even on TikTok perched on the top rope. This is normally Alex's job, but he's not here. So I will say my part. Hey, I would say spoiler-free is the way to be, but uh, we gave you a bunch of spoilers. Rob, you know what to do. We're out.